1: Quick with everyone, everyone stand up. That oh, is yes. our picture. We're already going off script if
2: you're. <laughs> Mark, get in here! Mark! Everyone,
3: put your JP signs. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold up, okay, get this way. My foot's oh, popping. Okay. Okay, Ryan, don't die. Don't die if you you're not even getting everything. <laughs> I know I'm trying to... Please. Please.
1: You leave my dad alone. Right? <laughs> okay, okay, Slay. Oh, yeah. Slay! One more, one more. <laughs> okay. Hello there, and welcome to Pink Milk, where we talk Star Wars <laughs> weirdly. I'm your host, Brian. With me as always are my much, much better co-hosts, the spaghetti jar loving queen Emma.
2: Hi.
1: Marky Mark of the Funky Bunch. Hi. And hopefully, my only bad word, cover your ears of the evening. Hey bitch, Chase. Hi. And then, for our podcast listeners with my husband, hello there. Today is someday, and someday, we're at the start of Celebration Podcast Day! I'm so excited. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. I'm very nervous, hopefully that's gonna be okay. Uh, we're Pink Milk. If I know there's a lot of steam queens out here already. If you haven't uh, listened to us before, welcome to uh, Queer Chaos and What We Do. Mm-hmm. We are here today to talk about Star Wars' gayest moments that aren't actually that gay. <laughs> because it that's- happens. Or happens. are they, or are they? Who knows? Who <laughs> knows? <laughs> um, I just have to, like, Lucasfilm, yeah. Repop, everyone try out of the force. I'm sorry for anyone who stayed because we're not gonna s- sound nearly as intelligent as they were, No, but um, <laughs> we're gonna have fun. Uh, I, I appreciate Lucasfilm for intentionally giving other people voices on these stages and letting, letting us share our love for Star Wars the same way, especially as queer fans. For the queer fans that are here, I'm also going to cry because it's pink milk, and I'm sure I'll cry once. Yeah. Uh, we don't always feel welcome in places, especially at fandom events like this, especially with the what I'm hoping is an incorrect view of Star Wars fandom f- towards us queer people. Because look at this. We're all right here. And uh, I just want to start with that big, that big thank you, because it is changing. And I'm here to celebrate the change yes. and move forward, not backwards.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right.
1: All right, so we are going to start our panel with the wonderful, beautiful M. If you have not, if you you listen to us, you know what's about to happen. If you don't, buckle up. (laughs) If you don't. We're starting really, really strong, and then the rest of us are going to sound like ho-hum after this brilliant <laughs> woman speaks right here. <laughs> so, M no, is going name. to uh, tell us about queer coding, because uh, we queer code a lot of Star Wars in our podcast. Not everyone's always super familiar with that, so... Uh Take it away, Em.
0: OK. Well, first, I just want to introduce myself to anyone who doesn't know me. I'm Em. I'm a co-host on this beautiful show that I'm so lucky that Brian brought me in to be a part of. And the one thing I want to tell you before I start talking is I want you to think of your favorite Star Wars ship, not the kind that you used to get from Coruscant to Moraband, <laughs> the kissing kind, the smoochy, smoochy ship, OK? So just remember your favorite ship and just keep it at the top of your mind, OK? Because you're going to need it later. So, now to get on topic for the show. So, what is viewing a piece of media through a queer lens? Well, the queer lens is the idea that, you know, it's an acknowledgement that to be human, you know, there's a lot of diversity. Humanity is very large and all-encompassing. It encompasses lots of different types of experiences. And it's the idea that you can read a piece of media with a queer lens, meaning that it's a lens that acknowledges that not everybody is heterosexual. Not everybody is gender-conforming. And you can find aspects of yourself as a a queer person um, in the characters and the stories that you see, even if that wasn't necessarily their intention when they were written. There's also a historical aspect to this. You know, there's there's traditional um, traditional stereotypical ways of portraying queer people that have existed in media. You know, you can see, um, you know, in, in older movies, you know, fey, effeminate characters. You know, we can talk about the, uh, the queer coding of Disney villains, especially, is a very popular topic. <laughs> and so, yeah, so the queer lens is just a way of looking at a piece of media um, in a way that encompasses the full Human experience and that challenges the binary. Hmm. So, how does Star Wars benefit from a queer reading? Well,
1: everything it, benefits from a queer reading.
0: Absolutely. It is very well, like, sorry,
1: our straight allies, but yours for more fun.
0: Right. <laughs> Peace and love. <laughs> It's a way of enriching the meaning of the story of Star Wars. There's, it means there's more points of engagement for the audience. And it's a way of finding your way inside of the story by identifying with it in, you know, through the queer aspects of yourself. You know, not, as I said, not everybody is straight, not everybody is gender-conforming. You know, there's a huge amount of variation. Some of us are a little bit closer to the norm, but you know, most people are a little bit off-center. So I think it benefits us all when we can take a look at these characters, these stories, and see them in a queer way, see them in a way that's a little bit skewed, you know, and a little bit sort of outside of the norm, if you would. <laughs> the norm is so freaking boring, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Indeed.
0: And who wants to be bored? Like, when you're sitting in that movie theater with your popcorn in your lap, do you want to be bored? I don't.
1: No, I want the popcorn to fall in my lap. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes in the couch cushion, then go, am I going to be okay after I eat this cushion, I know. this popcorn?
0: <laughs> it's, okay. <laughs> it's okay. We all know how you live. <laughs> 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 so an interesting thing is that you know we're we're in a cultural moment right now where queerness is coming to the forefront. You know we've had liberation movements. We've gone through things like the AIDS crisis. We've gone through things like you know the visibility of trans and non-conforming gender non-conforming people. You know that's been elevated year over year. And I think one of the things that has caused some friction in the culture lately has been the queering you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, of characters and has been the um, aspects of bringing queerness into canon. And I think especially we've seen that with the characters in the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like my, one of my arguments about one of the reasons why the sequel trilogy has been contentious for people is because so many of the characters have been queered by giving them gender non-conforming aspects. I mean, like, everybody knows, okay, like, you know, cover yours if you can't deal with it, but everybody knows that I'm a Raylo, okay? So...
1: We love our blue butterflies.
0: (laughs) Okay, be quiet. We don't want people to leave, okay? We want people to stay and listen to the rest of this discussion. But, so, one of the things that I always think about with the idea of gender nonconforming characters is when you think about the characters of Ray and Kylo, because Ray is given... Um, traditionally non-feminine aspects, you know, she's resourceful, she's mechanically inclined, which are traditionally male-coded things, whereas you have the character of Kylo Ren Ben Solo, who is more scholarly, who takes more of a passive position, who has insecurities, who does calligraphy, you know, like, (laughs) we have... (laughs) You know, and so you've you, these because we're in this cultural moment where it's 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 almost it's it's sort of seen as more interesting to give sort of a queer aspect to characters, you know, playing around with people's gender expectations, is seen as given an interesting aspect to the story, and so it's become more mainstream. And so I think the injection of that into the more recent Star Wars stories, you know, and as we talked about on our roundtables with when we were talking about Mandalorian, you know, the fact that so many trans people. Saw themselves in Din, mm-hmm. especially in the fact that this was a character that walked around in a mask all the time and never let anybody see who they really were. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You know, and that is such a powerful story to someone who is trans and in the closet and who can't express their gender the way that they want to. You know, and who feels like the world is always gonna see this part of them that is not real mm. and is never going to really look into their eyes, to their own eyes. You know, like that is such a moving story and such a moving thing to see reflected on the screen when that's something that you have to live every day. So I just, this is one of the ways that queer readings benefit the the stories of Star Wars, right? Mm -hmm. that you have these human beings that are having these real world unique experiences and they can find analogies to them reflected in the media that they consume and in the characters that they love.
1: Period. Mm -hmm. Period, (laughs) boom. I love it. Um, Yeah, and on the man, on, on my boy, Din, who Katrina and Goose and Alden just spoke so beautifully about. Um, that's my boy. I claim him. <laughs> so he can be all the Latinx representation you need, but as long as he's also gay. Because he's gay. Um, we here at Pink Note believe that all ships are valid.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: There is one, though, that is... Really better than the rest. I'm gonna everyone's gonna be mad at me, but Din Cobb Unite, it's going to be Yes. <laughs> See? See <laughs> they are real, it's coming and it's gonna happen. I Yes
0: Yes I love
3: my gay dads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I love my gay dads too. Um... <laughs>
0: Okay, but when, Din Luke is okay too.
3: Thank you, Din Luke. Anyone? No. As long. Okay, okay. I'm just saying there's a lot of parallels. We'll talk about it later. As long as Cobb has a
1: video camera, then all listen. Of that. Also, threeples <laughs> exist, so.
3: Yes. Yeah, okay, sorry. I'm sorry.
1: Sorry. i sorry. It's already getting steamy. I'm sorry. Okay, when I have been, Stay free, Brian. Stay I am free. old school. CBS, Fox, VHS tape loving Star Wars kid. I do not know a world without Star Wars. I never left Star Wars, even in the dark times, it was there right with me. Star Wars has been my ride or die. But I never had a character that I ever really saw myself in. I saw characters that I wanted to aspire to be or people that I wish other people would aspire to be. And in all honesty, No tea, no shade to Disney. When we found out we were going to get a live-action Star Wars, and I saw Boba Fett 2.0, I was a little bummed. I was like, okay, this is not where I wanted to go. I don't need a bro-fest of Mandalorians going on, but, you know, it's going to be Star Wars. It's going to be great. The show comes out, and I see this, who would grow to be the himbo that I love, fumbling around with his little clickety-click looking where to go, doesn't know what to do, and then the doors open, and he enters into a gay bar, where all (laughs) of the sudden, his confidence lifts, he's like catching beer things, he's like chopping squid heads in half, and I was like, yes, I I have been out now for 25 years, the bulk of my life, I have seen the world change, and I remember going to gay bars when I was younger, and being that fumbling idiot out in the real world, because God forbid, I'm not tall enough, I'm not big enough, uh uh-oh, my wrist is gonna fall too low, someone's gonna know I'm gay, (laughs) am I gonna get beaten up before I get into this bar? And then the second that door opens, the dim lights come, hopefully Kylie's playing. My confidence went up and I was catching beer things. I was chopping the homophobes in half. I was doing all of it. and I was like, this <laughs> is my person. I'm like, I'm finally seeing myself in a character. That is my story. That is my thing. And then at the end, along with everyone else, we meet little baby Grogu. Oof and I'm gonna cry already, because I already got a wonderful message. If you don't know, my husband and I, who I also do a podcast with, could not be here because he is at home watching our three boys. Tom and I have been together for almost... <laughs> we will be together 15 years this year, and Tom is the best. Hopefully we'll, fa- hopefully we'll FaceTime him a little later. Um, we never thought we would actually ever be able to get married. We were committed, we knew it was there, but we never really thought it was going to happen. And then the world started changing. And then we got married. And all I have ever wanted to be my entire life was a father. But that was the thing that I was just not going to be allowed to do because gay dudes were not allowed to be dads. We've been taught, taught that forever. And again, the world started changing. And then my first, my first little boy came in and everything was different. Everything was different. Then my second little boy came in, and then my third little boy came, and this life of a hard time being a queer person just no longer mattered. It was about my three little kids who experienced more hell for lack of a better word in their first few years of life than most of us have ever had to deal with in a whole entire lifetime and they were able to have a smile on their face and wake up and it just changed who I was and then I had moments of like every fight that I had to fight I was so grateful that I had those fights because now I could be there for my kid I understand fights that they're gonna have to face and they can they know they can look to two dads who have been through it made it and are really really happy and Thank you. And the more we get to know Grogu, who spent 50 years of his life, who knows in what kind of homes, bounced around from different parent sets to different parent sets, experienced a life that no little baby should have had to have done, and to have a queer dad, a dad who went through everything I did to raise that little boy, to know that you're going to survive, and then to see Din Jaren, who did not know how to take off a mask, and learn how to. He learned, this is not about me anymore, and my little kid needs to see my face. Mm-hmm. And then he lifts his mask, and it is just like, that, I see myself reflected in this character so incredibly much, and I love him. I love him. We get to season two, and he is just a dad. And we meet, we meet the armor who, let's face it, we all loved her until the book, of well, if that came out now, like, <laughs> she can go. Bye. Uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> but you see him getting kicked out of his found family that once was his saving grace and again as a queer person oh my god i love my friends but i you know i fought so hard to fit in and finally you know it was okay to be gay i got there i got there and then we had three boys and now sometimes it feels like it's not okay to be gay again because most of my friends are gay men who don't know anything about kids. And so here I am now finding this little thing and my way through this world. And we started the podcast and look at all of this. Like I found another form of a found family who fucking get, who gets it. And I believe my boy Din Jarn is going to get it. Like we are all here. and. Um, it's, it's been the greatest gift. Star Wars is all about found family, whether that's friends, whether it's family, whether it's this, and Pink Milk has brought us a found family, and I know, because I've heard your stories, Pink Milk has also brought a lot of you a found family that was not there before, and I am like eternally grateful for that. It's everything I ever could have wanted. It has become something bigger than it was, and uh, Mark is gonna tell you about found family because, Yep. it can change everything.
2: Indeed. All right, guys. Um, so yes, found family is a theme that's found throughout Star Wars. Yeah, uh, you know, we've seen it in various forms throughout the saga. You know, people that are brought together to fight for, together for a common cause. Um, my favorite uh, instances of this is in Rebels and in um, The Mandalorian. Um, <laughs> Woo. So in Rebels, we get a ragtag group of people who come together to fight the Empire, um, led by Mother Hera, of course. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. We also have Kanan, who becomes a big brother, father figure to Ezra. Um, and then, of course... Um, yeah, after that, we rounded the team with the strength of Sabine, Zeb, and of course our little murderous buck of bolts, Chopper. Yeah. Yeah. Chopper is also known as my youngest
3: son, Michael. No. Yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see it.
3: You're definitely his dad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: By the time we get to the end of the show, we have dealt with uh, loss and rebirth, um, with Sabine and Ahsoka who went out to search for Ezra, and who has sacrificed himself for the greater good. We've seen him grow up throughout that whole show, um, and we're, we're still looking for him. Hope we find him soon. We'll see
0: him. We'll see him, <laughs> we'll see him
2: soon. <laughs> I miss that kid. <laughs> um, but as for Armando, you get that found family dynamic in the form of a bounty hunter turned father. Um, who then finds a small being who just changes everything for him. Um, I mean, there's so many things in that show that I wasn't ready for that tapped into things like the way that I looked at him and the way I looked at Grogu. Seeing them get separated was probably one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever seen, but it had to be done. <laughs> it was just part of the show, and then we saw them get brought back together again, and you know, we'll see what happens next. Um, but... Uh, Definitely, as far as a queer person, uh, I can relate to the concept of found family in that when I first came out, I mean, I was lucky enough to meet a group of people that connected me to so many others. And within those people, I found the people that would stick around for almost, you know, the entirety of that time now. It's like, what, 30 years later, and these people are still in my life, and they enrich in it, and, you know, I. I've been lucky enough to find many mound families along the way, you know. Some of them I'm looking at these faces right now and I Ooh, I love yeah. you guys. You know how much I love you guys. Um, as much as I love these folks right up here, too, because I didn't know I was going to find them. And they came along and they changed everything. And <laughs> I still can't believe I got to meet them in person. It's just insane. Oh my God, y'all! <laughs> it was the
1: greatest brunch I've ever had in my
2: entire life. <laughs> it was the greatest. <laughs> it's like one thing to come to Celebration and have a good time. And you get to see these panels. You get to see your friends and everything. But, you know, this connection was like the biggest bonus of all of this. Um, just to be here with these folks and be able to share our thoughts and to have people listen and to be able to connect with other queer fans. I mean, this means the world to me. If you would have told little Mark when he was watching Star Wars all those years ago that he was going to be here talking amongst other queer people and friends and family, I, I would have never believed it. It's just to me it's a dream come true and I'm just so happy and, mm-hmm. and very honored to be up here.
0: I cannot believe how many people are in this I room. I know. Yeah, thank, <laughs> you. Thank, thank you so
3: much for coming. Seriously.
1: Can I go off script real quick for one thing sure. because um, I saw Meg over here and I <laughs> see Meg and therefore the Darksaber must be brought up. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: And can I just
1: tell it? you we're going to get like kind of not really. The dark saber is the raddest lightsaber there's ever existed. I mean, that's just fact, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I know we're talking about queer coding, and that's a really wonderful thing that I'm here to fully support. And that, except for Dinjarin, because he is gay, and that's just all there is to it. He is queer. Yeah, no subtext. Through. It's just. No, nope. it is just. Text. It is canon. It just is. we have um, the canon people over there. Molly once promised me she'd make a video. I'm still waiting for it, but yeah, there is going to be a video coming that um, <laughs> Dinjarin is queer and it's going to be canon. And also, I love. Throwing people under the bus live right there.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, the fact, when we got to the book of Boba Fett, we hear the lore of the Darksaber and how like it is confidence that's going to get you there. The fact that they gave that to, yes, again, it's canon, a queer person who's got to figure out who they are. And again, as a dad who spent one life figuring out how to be a gay person and is now, right now, currently figuring out how to be a gay person, in a world that really wasn't ever going to be for me and that I don't know where I yeah and where I don't know I fit in again yeah it is like holding the dark saber every single day again of fighting to figure out to be the the confidence to be a dad and sometimes i don't want to be a gay dad but then there's also power in being a gay dad it's a really complicated set of emotions and i get that from din so much but that dark saber it's like my thing every day of owning who i am cuz i will also be able to wield the raddest lightsaber that has ever existed. And I don't think it could ever be better because it's rad. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, I think so much of Star Wars is about battling expectations for, for all sorts of people. And um, yeah. Chase is going to use uh, the darksaber to slice through some ideas of who we think we can be. How was that segue? Was that good? Literally,
3: couldn't have oh. done it better. <laughs> Thank you, Brian, for that wonderful segue. Um, Hi, everyone. I'm Chase. I am the resident an envy of the group, a little non-binary person, and I'm here to talk about the binary in Star Wars. So let's get into it. Um, for those who don't know, like the concept of a binary is basically anything that exists in like two parts, but in terms of queerness, um, it has a lot to do with you know, a lot of people that might be outside of queer circles might not understand there's more than just gay and straight. There's more than just man and woman. Um, and so I just wanted to take a little bit of time to talk about binaries in Star Wars because obviously we have the binary sunset and the twin sons of Tatooine, we have Luke and Leia, we have the light side and dark side, the Empire and the Rebel Alliance. We have so many binaries um, throughout Star Wars and it's such an integral aspect to it. And when we get to like queer reading, it's I think one of my favorite things to talk about. Um, And and it's really affected me a lot. um, And I'll kind of get into that a little bit later, but um, you know, Star Wars really, when it first started, not that I was there, no offense, but... um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let's be clear, I was not there yet either, not until The Empire Strikes
2: Back, so let's just make that clear, because that's going to make me sound a lot younger. Mm -hmm. I'm the old fart of the group, I was there from the beginning, so. (laughs) I was... (laughs) Mark, yes. Own up to it. It's all chases good. the resident
1: NB, and Mark is the resident vintage. Uh, he says the vintage line. He's on the Kenner twelve pack. That's what he is over there. Uh, early bird. That's actually that's probably more
3: Mark. The early bird set. Anyways, um, vintage is
0: great. yes. You. Yeah.
3: You go, girl. Go downstairs and see how many vintage things are like over hundreds of dollars. Vintage is better. It has more value.
0: Uh-uh.
3: But when, when Star Wars first started, it was very much like, or I guess just like if you watch the um, original trilogy, it's it really starts with you know who the good guys are, you know who the bad guys are, and it really starts to like blur once Vader's redemption happens. And you start to realize, oh, like there's more to that. And even when you see like your hero kind of be tempted with the dark side and you see Luke almost breaking bad. Yeah. And over the years, we've gotten so many amazing, amazing characters that really live outside the binary of like, are they good? Are they bad? We have Ahsoka, she's like a Jedi, but she's not a Jedi, and she's cool, but she also like kind of helped smuggle some spice at some point. Like <laughs> She's out here. She's just doing what she has to do. Um- Ahsoka's also
1: queer, and at our last panel right before us, they brought up Trace and Rafa Martez, two of the greatest Star Wars characters of all time. We're also going to quickly make Trace and Ahsoka an official canon couple. Thank you, because <laughs> milk they are cute. There it is. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and then we also have characters like Ben Solo, Asajj Ventress, very queer feeling characters that just, again, live outside the binary of good and bad. Um, so what this does for like queer fans who are watching Star Wars with not a lot of explicit queer representation on screen, um, it it creates a really deep connection with characters that that aren't explicitly queer. And so when I'm watching Star Wars and I see Rey Skywalker, I'm like, I don't know what she has going on, but I think she's my new gender identity. <laughs> like, something about just like seeing her and the way she carries herself in her clothes, I'm like, I think that's me. And I, I mean, I'm, it's not me, but it feels like it's me. So it, it just it does a really great thing in just sort of creating um, I don't wanna say the illusion because it sounds bad, but it creates sort of like an outlet for representation that might not be there explicitly. Um, but it also inspires a lot of like freedom in in fans that are watching it, queer or not. Like when you watch Star Wars and you're getting those like, those plots that are like inherently queer, like M was talking about, like these plots that just aren't, aren't like, or these characters that aren't sort of like in the norm, it creates a, I think, Uh, certain freedom and inspiration to do that yourself and it was it's so interesting because um at the top of 2020 I identified with he him and then something happened halfway in between lockdown and I was watching a lot of Star Wars and spending too much time with myself and (laughs) and I and I I just like I don't know I think it was Star Wars really it was Star Wars and also Star Wars fandom that really sort of like opened up what my identity means and what it can mean and what, how I do identify and who I don't identify. And like these amazing characters, like I've mentioned, really kind of opened that up for me. Um, also Obi-Wan Kenobi, for some reason, really big on gender envy for me. I just like, something about him really does that for me. Um, but it's, it's really fun like to have that happen. And I just wanna speak to on the fandom side, it's been really, really um, amazing to be with Allied fans, fans that are allies and other queer fans, um, and these f- three people specifically, because I like wouldn't have come to my realization of being non-binary without that. And I wouldn't, I mean, I really wouldn't. It's and it's such a weird thing to talk about. And it's a weird thing to talk about on this stage too. I'm gonna be real. Because it's like, it's like I I feel the love in the room, and like it's so amazing that we have this like amazing privilege, but it's also still like scary it's still like a very intimate thing to talk yeah. about just with this state of everything so I can't like sit here and be like boots the house slay mama like I don't <laughs> like I can try girl and I will but, but it's also it is a very vulnerable thing um, to be talking about but I just want to speak on that and the fact that the community that we build queer or not queer, queer or allied is is really, really important and something that I just wanna like promote doing more of mm-hmm. because it really like creates a space for, um, well, I will say it created the space for me to be able to like discover new things about myself and like feel proud about that. Um, and I just remember like, I even came on at Pink Milk before I kind of like you guys like watch me change my pronouns like life tonight yeah, <laughs> during no, a live stream. can, can I
1: say something because you 're not going to give
3: yourself the credit you deserve? Mm-hmm.
1: Our trans and NB siblings are the ones who are getting hit the hardest right now yeah um, it's really, really, really tough to watch and as my child here so lovingly already put that I'm old and they are very young, I feel so protective of this one as like a little gay dad and I I love them more than they will know. But when I I am so inspired by Chase, I am so inspired by the queer generation that is coming up after us for the bravery To come out as non-binary, and not like we're the biggest podcast in the world, and it doesn't really matter, but to do it on TV, as my son would say, but to do it and be so honest and open about it in front of a, a lot of people, not knowing what that reaction was going to be. Is so incredibly inspiring and it is one of the most beautiful things I think I've been a part of and everyone here who's listened to us before our steam queens the support that y'all have given them is it has been the greatest 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 gifts I say this time and time and time again and no tea no shade to any other Star Wars podcasts but our steam queens are the absolute best of the best of what Star Wars fandom looks like. They are the kindest, most accepting group of people um, ever. I mean, look at this room. We had a queer meetup where all sorts of people who did not know each other before came together, and there's so much love in the room, and I am so proud that we all found each other. I'm proud to be a part of this other thing beyond everything else. It's It's so incredible.
0: Yeah, you know what, it's...
3: And I, mean, I also, wait, really quickly, I just no, want no, to no, cap this really for, quick. Um, no, 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 wait, wait, you need to
1: give, because I can't do it. Give yourself a fan clap. Okay. Yes! <laughs> go, Chase, we Watch love you. Wash your
3: hands, everyone. <laughs> Um, (laughs) um, I just want to say, too, like, I'm so grateful that we all get to be here and, like, celebrate Star Wars and the queer sides of Star Wars, but a lot of this queer stuff that we talk about exists outside of Star Wars as well. Um, And as we talk about a lot of anti-LGBTQ and specifically anti-trans legislation that's being pushed, um, I just want to shout out Amidala Initiative. Um, You can find them on Twitter. Amidala helps. And... It's really, really incredible, and our good friend Ben has been incredible in their their creation of that and bringing so many amazing um, fan creators together. So check that out and definitely donate ben. if you can. Yeah, yeah. please. Awesome. Find
0: them on Twitter at AmadalaHelps. Helps, please. You can yes. find them there, and there's all the links and everything to donate, and please retweet as much as you can. Mm. Bring a lot of attention to this initiative because it's really important. One of the things that I was going to say is, you know, I mean, we've mentioned it in passing, but I know that there is the stereotype of Star Wars fans of being, you know, like old white guys. I'm, no, no offense. And like, <laughs> you know, and, like, and of the way that certain aspects of the alt right have been entrenched in the fandom and all of that stuff. But I mean, I always feel like those people are going to be in the minority, and especially as people who can appreciate the stories of Star Wars, because Star Wars is about breaking oppression. That is what it is about. It's about breaking oppression, and it's about the importance of being able to live in a world, galaxy, that is free, where everyone has self-determination and has the power to direct their own lives and make decisions for themselves about who they want to be and what they want their lives to look like. Mm -hmm. You know? And I feel like as people where that story speaks to us, to the core of who we are, you know, that says something about our values. It says something about the fact that we are people who are willing to stand up for the marginalized. We're going to fight for other people. And if you put a chain around our neck, we're going to use it to choke you out. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's our Hutslayer.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's really <you're> <laughs> the
1: and we're gonna look hot as hell doing it too. We're not even break a sweat because we don't sweat. Hey, well, we, yeah, 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 we, yeah, yeah. we don't sweat. That's yeah. what's gonna happen. We're still in place, the makeup glow. all good. It's yeah. the glow. It's not the sweat. It's the glow. It's the glow. All right. Um, I'm gonna start with this because I'm gonna throw this on my co-host here unannounced. I love no. it when you do this. Here we go. This welcome. Is the best. Right. I wanna know from each of you. Sure. What the gayest thing in Star Wars, but isn't actually gay. Yeah. Oh. Like for real. Okay. I will start with that horrible human being, because queer people can be bad too, I guess. But as Krennic walks with that cape, <laughs> <'cause> that <laughs> straight dude can rock better than Lando themselves. Like seriously, <laughs> like that thing glistened across the water, like, you know, right across the water, and he's just floating. And he's ser- and it's a white cape, like. Only a gay person is going to wear a white cape in the bathroom. This shit ain't going to get on me. It's still going to be white.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's facts. No, Kren- yeah. Krennic's on the down low. Like, facts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, M. what about you? What? Um,
0: I don't know. I mean, like, the first thing that comes to mind is Ben Solo's calligraphy set. But, you know, like, um, uh, no. Um,
1: it always comes back to Ben Solo <laughs> with Em every time. <laughs>
3: shh,
0: <laughs> uh, shh, stop it. We want people to listen to the show, guys. <laughs> Okay, I don't know. Gayest thing that's not actually gay. I mean, like like the uh, uh, Poe's lip bite. I mean, like, have you ever... Oh, no, no no, 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 no,
1: no, That's not actually gay. Oh, that's
0: not... Because no, that's gay. Because oh, also sorry. Finn
1: pose canon. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> so, pick another one.
0: Oh, uh, I wish that were true, though. <laughs> I wish it were true. All right, then. All right, then. You're just going to have to come back to me. Because I don't okay. have anything all good right.
1: yet. I can tell you something that... The three of you are going to be mad at me for saying oh. <laughs> okay. that should have been gay, but it's not. What? A gay person should have put Bo katans wig on her head. Ah.
0: <laughs> I.
1: That poor wig. We're, we're not
0: going to start the wig discourse. I'm
1: dream. opening up uh, Alden and Goose's DMs yeah. right now. I didn't actually say it, it
2: was in their DMs that they were talking about earlier. Yeah, that's the second time that wig has
3: come up already this morning. (laughs) And I am a wig apologist for anyone else who feels slighted right now. I'm with you. Yeah. All right. Marco. Okay. Um, You know,
2: I'm just going to put it all on one person. Um, I'm going to go with Palps because, like, seriously, there is a mood... I mean, the outfits, the, the costume changes. and Truss, I mean, the way they yeah. chew up the scenery, Chopping I mean, you, the got Imperial li- yeah, you got your lightning, yeah. I mean, they come on their own light show, I mean, they know, <laughs> they know how to fight, I mean, that whole fight with, like, Yoda, I, they're having the best time of their life, I mean, it's like, seriously, they're, like, cackling and laughing, you know, I mean... I, I, I love that fight. That's just yes. one of my favorites
1: ever. But yeah, I mean, that's just... That another like gay an person that the knew to bobby is... pin their hood on their oh, head yeah. so wouldn't
2: the
0: their look wouldn't get lost. The is always on point. <laughs> but yeah,
2: exactly. You know? Everything, I mean, yeah, right down to the way that they dress and everything, I mean, yeah. the way they handle themselves and, you know, I mean, and, and the way they talk, the, the sarcasm and, you know, just, it's all there. It's oh,
1: all there. Oh my God, can I'm you imagine know. how good Palpatine would have been like if he lived during gay, like chat apps trying to arrange like you know that dude would be like all these steps ahead when he was ghosted when someone would say they were coming over but they weren't like he would have been the master hookupper like ever because there the, like, would have been a game plan for him. and everything. then when he's done with time, them he throws them out the mic. window
0: exactly that's right yeah
1: oh my god there's a child here Damn, i'm sorry <laughs> here i am uh, representing gay parents maybe, maybe we, we shouldn't free. have had kids after
0: all Actually, maybe free.
3: maybe we really aren't fit Um, I would say the gayest thing that isn't actually gay for me is Luke Skywalker himself. Like, something about that... That you know, Twink from Tatooine, <laughs> just sitting there day in day out, dreaming of being part of someone else's world, and and you know wanting to be just out there and doing the thing, and and of course his his special friends that he has that are in deleted scenes, and his really um, close bond with Han Solo, and there's a lot, there's a lot there. So Who say, there may I mean, or may there's that, that stare, there's in, right that stare in, there's oh, in the room right now. Oh, and the Chanel boots, really? Chase. There's that stare in Empire, like back like when they
2: say, Oh yes, cry. I mean. Oh yes. it's Everything. Oh, yeah. Oh I really my love God, that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but okay, I, can I we ask Luke. y'all what's like, yes. a gay moment for you in Star Wars that feels gay but isn't gay? Yeah, or character, come... or thing? or. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
1: C3PO.
3: yes. Yes. C-3PO. Absolutely. You. you
1: know that gif from the holiday special or where maybe it was Sesame Street, but the dancing around C3PO? You yes. know that was like what he really wanted to do. <laughs> and he tried it once or twice getting down the uh, Millennium Falcon and fell. and that was not the first time that Chewie had to put him back together, because he was like, girl, I got, that's why he was able to do it so quickly. He's like, I got this, and he put his head on backwards, because he's like, if I don't do this, you're going to
2: prance your way through Cloud City, and you're up in the air, you're (laughs) going to fall. You got the reveal in, uh, in, uh, was it Clone Wars, you know? Oh, Oh yes. Clone Wars, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That that epic scene, man, come on. (laughs) Luke.
3: (laughs) Canon, gay, doesn't work, sorry. (laughs) Anyone else? Gay moments, gay characters that feel, yes. Oh, my
1: God. Yes. Yes. Oh,
3: my God. Yes. Oh yes. God. yes. Yes. <laughs> he fully met the parents, moved in, oh all of it. Seriously. Also canon. Yeah. yeah. Full
0: oh, on. Yeah. Full on.
3: Yeah. I mean, I mean how can could we, you, can you can not? We, Actually, you know, know what? Can Butch on. Queen
0: Sam Wessel, oh my. too? Yes. Butch Queen.
3: Okay. Oh, Mother Talzin? Gay. <gasps> gay. Gay. Gay, 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 gay. The queer elder that all of us wish
1: we had, that we are... She ick. is the mother. Like, actually, if you're not queer, this is what happens. You're, you're, you're a little baby Luke Twink from Tatooine, and you meet your first gay elder that you love dearly but you also know that they will cut you if you mess up. Oh, they will Mother cut Austin. you, yeah. they're like, my little baby gay is not gonna stop me from meeting this person. Yeah. And like, that's Mother Towson. Absolutely. She's like, she will gut you. Absolutely. Gut you in a heartbeat.
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: Also, I, will, I would like to give, speaking of coming out stories with Din Jarn earlier, I did not mention Callus. Agent Kalas' oh, hair. That's right, oh, he, yeah. was, he was Calus. done with the Empire. Ooh and his little hair came out. It was like, you know, this is coming out story. Oh, yeah. he was it really like, mm-hmm.
3: was. I went through the same phase. I turned 18, got earrings, came out, did my hair different. Mm. It was a thing. Yeah, it, for sure. That's how it goes. Yeah, Indeed. that's 5,000%. I think when Dex gets off
0: work at the diner, he's
3: putting on
0: some leather. I
3: oh.
1: love
0: that. Oh. Leather queen Dex. No. I'm here for it.
2: He
1: is a pup. Okay, wait. That's what he is. He's got the collar. I need colors. a cosplay. Oh God, a leather a daddy here. Dex cosplay. stop. I'm very, very sorry.
2: <laughs> no, gonna say, uh, I was going to say, Brian, we also got to bring up the your thing, the Gamorian guards in Book of Boba Fett that oh. you just absolutely... No, no, no. no we oh. don't need to bring that up. We don't Steam need to bring
1: free, that, free, that
0: free, up. free, Steam free, Steam free. Family friendly, Mm-mm. Steam free, please. <laughs>
1: no. No. Muscle bear pigs is all we need to say. That's enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they definitely survived that fall. It's fine.
3: Yeah. They floated, they floated their way down. They're
0: fine. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Are
3: there any, other, any others? Yeah.
0: Bays and Chirrut. Oh, oh no. yes. Yes.
1: Oh, oh my, my gosh. You know what I love? Because I was not on the internet before we started the podcast. And so I did not know that there was an actual community of Bays and Chirrut people. Because, again, they're just married. They were already husbands. Yeah. They've been yeah, married for a really long married. time. Yeah. You know... Droot is like out there living his best life, like prancing away. And then, like, there's a like, honey, calm down. You're not 25 anymore. Put the drinks down. Like, you've had enough. But they no. really do.
3: And, like, and I do also want to say, like, as we talk about queer readings, it is important to acknowledge that, like, two men can have that level of intimacy and it still be platonic. But also they're yes, gays, so like true. whatever. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Seriously. We're, it's like, yeah.
0: We're not here to disparage friendship yeah, between people. Exactly, friendship is definitely possible. Right. But, sure. He's, and Han, Han
1: and Luke are not gay together.
0: That's true. Well, yeah. so yeah. there I mean, was that, maybe once, that time. time. <laughs> maybe one.
2: Time. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a time when he said, "I am one with the sleigh, and the sleigh is with me." So. <laughs> <laughs> All uh,
3: the. I love you. <gasps> yes. <laughs> yes. 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 City girl, country girl. Oh. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So beautiful. Yes. yes. So beautiful good. Yes. The mods story. in general so queer. The tattoo parlor so queer. All of it. The mod parlor parlor, sorry.
0: Buck, what would you like yes. to say, Buck? Don't cause trouble. I'm looking at you.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Yep. Yes. Absolutely. Oh my God, everything Lando. Lando just like oozes it everywhere. Yes. Oh, wait, we have some Thrawn fans over here. Their eyes just lit up with that one. Yep, yes. Yep, yep,
2: yep, yep. I'm singing, your chiss is on my list. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> oh. <laughs> yes! No, it's like, no it's seriously,
3: modeled, uh, clearly modeled after Truman, Truman Capote. I mean, come yeah, on, yeah. there's
2: Absolutely. no if and or buts. Yeah. I was just like, what is going yeah. on? My jaw right was on the floor during
0: half yeah, of those that... <laughs> scenes. Yeah, the, the gold oh, yes. bathrobe. Snoke oh. in his gold bathrobe mm-hmm. and his yeah. creepiness. It's true. Yeah, he's, exactly. definitely like, he's definitely like that stereotype, like that old, yes. like, old pervy. Yeah. <laughs> everyone
3: <laughs> literally yes
1: yes the entire high republic um our little our writers they're like the greatest thing yeah that has i happened mean to literally summers. the
3: good news about the high republic is we don't even have to read the queerness and it's just there it and is. i just have to say it there's such a power now. to that because like i was watching our flag means death i did that thing and i loved it and i just like, I, I did i was had such a sense of euphoria of like oh i don't i I don't have to work to see myself in this. And it was such a confusing experience. I was like, wait, I'm experiencing just the material. You know, I'm not like analyzing things on a subconscious level. No
0: subtext, just text. So
3: shout out to the higher public authors for doing the most, yeah. Yeah,
1: a hundred percent. And honestly, like, again, the people as a dad, I'll speak for like the kids before, like, is that not like, there's something wrong in us when we're watching our story and it feels weird. Right. Like you're like this I'm kind of uncomfortable with this. Like that is it's disheartening in a lot of yeah. ways, but it's just the truth. And like it's gonna take these things to get there to feel normalized and then to just embrace it, you know? And yeah. I think I think if our our listeners have taught me anything, I think our straight allies want it just as much as we do, and that's like what's does the, that, that's where tone deafness yeah. seems yeah. to be yeah. like it. Mr. Pilot, back there, you had someone.
2: Yes,
1: <laughs> yes, that's a very Aww. specific yeah.
3: flavor of yeah. queerness,
2: yes,
0: but we know truly. it. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Truly, you truly. Know, the other thing, I'm Dex might be involved with that flavor of
1: queerness.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: the other thing I was going to say is, like, uh, as far as like tender, platonic, yet sad moments, um, you know, when Qui Gon dies and the way that he brushes Obi-Wan's face I mean it's just it's it's beautiful it's so sad but it's like you feel the love there is real love there um and then of course see it mirrored with Obi-Wan and Maul's last duel um yes because I don't think anybody had shown Maul that love in a long time yeah it was just like it was it was it's so sad but it's also beautiful because he wasn't alone when he went and I mean who else but have Obi-Wan do it, right? That
0: was yeah. such a beautiful so, moment. Yeah. One of my favorite moments in Star Wars.
2: You know, speaking of those things,
1: like I, some of my, my favorite moments, and if you've talked to me on Twitter or email or wherever it may have been that I, I feel the absolute honor and privilege of is when parents will send me a note and ask questions or start listening to our podcast because they have a child that is trans or a child that it's that that's that's queer and they listen to our show to try to understand their child in a way that they wouldn't be able to understand before and the fact that they found it through star wars and then stay for this um it's a really 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 incredible thing so like the people who are parents right now like i can't i mean look what you've been able to do like it's so it's incredibly inspiring i would have never had the confidence to. I couldn't have done that back then. And I can only imagine what's going forward with this kinds of representation. You know, we talk a lot about representation to see ourselves. And that is true. We need that. I have, I have always taken the stance that representation matters for everyone who is not us. Yes. That, yes. That's yes. who... Yes. I mean, we need it, yes, but, like, it's for everybody else to normalize that, like, seeing Bays and Cheroot, they're just, they're just a married couple just like everybody else. We all have a partner who's, like, the one that, like, usually needs to be, like, Brian, you're not 22 anymore. You have kids at home. Like, let's pull it back, pop. Uh... But the fact that there are parents out there raising their children in a place like this, and I think it's the it's representation that we're seeing. It's it's the super Star Wars nerds reading the High Republic, going, "Okay, oh, I always thought this was going to be something else." In my head, I blew this up. Way more than I thought it actually was mm-hmm. and yeah. and here we are, and it 's just normalizing, so I think I, I really really, really firmly believe that that 's why representation is so important I think that 's why it 's so important in something like Star Wars. It is literally everyone in that house can bond and love Star wars together and it 's the greatest it 's the greatest tool it 's about handing batons or lightsabers from one generation to the next, and the generation before, like Ray learning from Anakin, learning from Luke Skywalker's faults, and now the faults of the entire Jedi Order. I feel bad for this girl because she's got a lot of pressure on her shoulders right now, but like, <laughs> learning from all of those things before and all those Jedi when she's like, you know, I'm one with the Jedi and they're with me. Or, I'm sorry, I'm nervous. I'm forgetting what the quote is. I should know this, right? Something like <laughs> it's that? Fine. Fake Whatever, we all fake know what I'm going.
0: talking about. Fake fan, fake
1: fan. Yeah, okay. Anyways, we know what it is. Um, but like, they're going to help Teach her what not to do. Those Jedi are gonna, we're gonna see it in Obi Wan, the mistakes that the Jedi made. And now we're going to get a future where I think all of us, especially people like me who are old, are gonna get the Jedi that we always thought that we were going to get. You know, I George know, right? did a really, really smart thing by pulling a rug from under all of us yep. and took our heroes and, and made them less heroic than we thought. Because George was trying to, trying to tell us like don't, you're never, never, never fully trust anyone without doing your homework, without really knowing, and allow yourself to have disappointments in life and allow yourself to have that generation before see the faults in it because what comes after that is what we need to be able to do. Well, like loss, you have to recognize that.
0: Loss of innocence is such an important aspect of stories, mm. right? And it's like disillusionment. You know, like the more you live, the more you become disillusioned. And that's a way that Star has been able to grow with it like along with its fan base right and grow up it's like you know we start out and all the bad guys are bad and all the good guys are good and you you understand you know and you can you can see the logic behind everything, but then as time goes on, things become more complicated, and it's like, yep. okay, well, did this per- like did this good person make the right decision? Did they make good choices? Did they have good motivations? This bad person, are they going to be bad forever? Are they going to are they going to make different choices? Or are they going to mm-hmm. start questioning the things that they've believed their whole lives? You know, and um, yeah, it's just it's so great that you know you have the- this is one of the reasons why it's so enduring is because it speaks to the wide human experience and to yep. the experience of growing. Up and and learning about the world and learning that things aren't as simple as you always thought they were, right? Yeah. You know, like nope. our disillusionment with the Jedi. You know, which is the oh hot my god, thank you. thank you, thank so,
1: thank you, so Ahsoka Tano for teaching us all of those things. Again, thank you to Ahsoka for teaching me all those people that left me when I came out and the anger that I held for them for a long time. That Ahsoka was able to leave that Jedi order without any hate in her, yeah. without being angry and had this confidence in herself to let them come back around that taught me so much because yeah. I carried a lot of anger about family or friends that I lost because I just said the words I'm gay and they were no longer there and it was unhealthy to carry all that weight. And I remember when that came out, I mean, I am still a mess. I was like 25 when that came out and here's this 14 year old girl or whatever she's supposed to be who taught me this amazing, amazing lesson. And when I, I was so happy for kids to get a character like that, yeah. that it knows themselves at 14 years old, because so many of us do. We know that as queer people going on right now in schools, they, we can't do this because they might not know. Like, give me a break. Yeah. We yeah. know, we know, allow us to say that we know. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's okay, this is not your decision to make. You need to figure it out. When I have those parents that reach out to me, I'm like, oh my God, yeah. this child is so lucky. They're going to have a parent who's not going to say no, they're going to come to, to someone and say, what do I need to know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a no with a K, not an N. Yeah. It's great. We see this it's le-
0: we see this lesson in the stories of Star Wars over and over again is that you can't let other people tell you who you are. You can't let other people tell you who to be. Mm-hmm. You have you can decide for yourself. You have that freedom. And your life is going to be so much more rich and 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 exciting. And you're going to be feel so much more fulfilled if you can define your identity for yourself. You know, and when we create as we create a society where that's a possibility for more and more people to define themselves and to get to live out their own values you know, and live out yeah. the desires of their heart. like The world's only going to get better.
1: 100%. You know what you just did? We were this whole panel about Star Wars' is gayest moments that aren't actually gay. I think, I think all of Star Wars I think Star is Star actually is gay. gay. I think <laughs> yeah. All yeah. of it is gay. I think that's what happened. We just figured that out. <laughs> it's <indeed. laughs>
0: it's <just> gay. <laughs> Space Indeed. is gay, yes. everybody. Space when is there's
1: gay. no gravity, everyone can be queer. Yeah. Right? Oh, my God. Look how big the galaxy is. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Come on. Oh. <laughs> everyone, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you so much. Mark, where can people find you, my friend? All
2: right. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Iameldiablito. I-A-M-D-I-A-B-L-I-T-O. Y que le fuerza a compañía. Did you feel pressure with goose over here? What was that?
1: Did you feel any pressure with goose over there? Because you're always nervous that you say it wrong.
2: Oh, I know. I think I said it right this time. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We know we, a little we, approval. We it's know all good we now. know
1: Alden believed every word you just said. Okay, for a second. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Emma. So you can find me on Twitter at Hatsleia, H E T T S L E I A, 18 Plus Only. If you want to see cute pictures of my kid, you can find me on Instagram at Foxfleur F O X F. L-E-U-R. Now, are you all ready? Have you all got your ships mm-hmm. in your head? Are you ready? Okay, cool. So, we all know what I say. Mm-hmm. Ship who you want. All, all. all ships are valid. Now, everyone, I want you to yell out your ship when the moment comes, yes. okay? And if you listen to the show, you know when that is. Ship who you want. All ships are valid. Especially,
1: especially. Din Lu. Ah! Din <laughs> Palizeb, all of it, yes. <laughs>
3: Chase, where can people find you, my friend? Um, I make YouTube videos. I'm That Jedi on YouTube. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at underscore That Jedi. Um, And I also have a horror queer podcast if you like scary movies and scary things um, called Fear Queers. It's great.
1: Thank you. Uh, is, and we are, we are Pink Milk. You can listen to us in your ear holes on Mondays where I talk Star Wars <laughs> with my husband. That's for uh, Star Wars super fans and those forced to listen to them because my husband knows nothing about Star Wars. Even after podcasting for three years, you say Luke Skywalker, and he says, who's that? Um, except for until recently, he's been beating me in trivia, and I know like I'm making Buck and Luke like probably really mad when they're like, Who's the character The pilots the Millennium Falcon and the super fans like, who? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Is it Leia? Uh, but you can also find us every Friday, the four of us here, live stream on YouTube at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. Um, it is not for kids. The Steam Room. Also, all the Steam Queens who are here who know us, thank you for wearing more than just a towel, because usually on Nobody Fridays, it's, the towels are optional yeah, in the steamer. Ste-
0: it's a steam room. Yes. Um,
1: and you can find me and the show everywhere at Serving Pink Milk on all of them, but before we go, I want to say thank you again to Lucasfilm yes. for looking at us and seeing us in a way that we have not been seen for a really, really, really long time. I want to thank everyone here. I want to thank all of our steam queens, all of the queers that are came before us, the queers are here now, people like Chase who live their truth in front of everybody and in a time like this with the with the internet the way it is. Um, and I mostly wanna thank if you're here and you're our straight allies that listen to our show because I never in a million years ever would have thought that we have our allies and most of our listenership are straight allies. Okay. And you are not talked. <laughs> Well, do not praise our straight allies enough. We would not have gotten anywhere. And like I said, I've been out for 25 years and the world that I live in now, I never dreamt possible. I wake up every single day, and I do not mean this as an exaggeration. With I look at my husband, I go downstairs, usually see messy clothes on the floor or something, but like <laughs> I am literally living a life that I never dreamt possible for myself. I fought for this life, but I was fighting for it in the 90s, marching down capitals, getting punched in the face, getting all the things that I had to do for the people that came after me because I don't know if I didn't believe it was for me or I didn't believe I was worth having it. I don't know which one it was sometimes, but I have it now, and I count my blessings every single day, but I could not have done that without straight people. It would not happen, and we are here talking Star Wars. It is all about rebellions, and if you are here, I know you support us as queer people, whether or not you're queer or not, And it's so incredibly important to take this energy and this love and this appreciation, take it to Twitter, take it outside, and we can't, we have a lot of room to go, especially, again, our trans siblings. They need all of us.
0: At Amadala Helps.
1: At Amadala Helps. They need all of us, and it's going to take our allies to get us there. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If you listen to the show, you know what we're about to do, because we're going to close the show off. If you don't, our catchphrase is "Drink up." I'm gonna open up. A, I'm gonna open up a video because I want to do this real quick. Okay. Um, but
0: also, we are, we're wrapping a tiny bit early, so please come up and get swag. You will have yes. time to get to your next thing.
1: Yes. <laughs> All right, everyone. On a count of three. One, two, three. Drink up.
3: <laughs> Thank you! I love all of
1: you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: Thank you, thank you so much for coming.